Welcome back to Conscious Founders. I'm Xander Ford, your host. Today I interviewed Nikita and Mariana from Luciding, and you can learn more about them and their product at luciding.com. They are pioneers in the field of lucid dreaming. And for those of you who, like me, didn't know what lucid dreaming is until now, it's a way to cultivate what your dreams are intentionally and remember them in the morning. There are many varied perspectives about what happens when we dream, where our minds and spirits go and what they do, what impact it has in the waking days of our lives. In the Western science community, we are really fact-based, and that's fantastic, super helpful for getting quantitative data and extrapolating that into the future and how we can impact our brain and modify inputs uh, and hopefully with modified outputs. Um, As such, we tend to look at uh, what signals are measurable in the brain, like Uh, What waveforms can we measure with EEGs, delta, and theta spikes? One um, Western cognitive science hypothesis is that dreaming, especially rapid eye movement, is a time that the brain integrates its input from the previous day or days into deeper memory and connections. It filters out what it believes is relevant and what should go out the door. So a bit about them, Nikita is uh, an engineer and a mathematician by trade. He won a trip to the U.S. from Russia for a Google hackathon and then decided to focus his efforts on building this product. The product looks like a fancy headband, not quite the yoga headband or the 70s hoops headband with the rainbow colors, but uh, it's a little fatter, kind of like an eye mask uh, and it's got a bunch of electronics stuffed in there. It looks quite comfortable, actually. The uh, The hardware device uses transcranial stimulation, or TCS in the biz, to stimulate the brain during sleep for deeper, more vivid dreams. And the current I asked about, it's not that super strong, but it's just strong enough to entrain parts of the brain to the spectrum known for the dream state. Uh, The hardware device is actually really interesting in and of itself. Nikita built it from scratch, chipset all the way up to program. He's definitely a hacker at heart and um, quite an inventor. He measures skin conductance to determine the correct timing and uh, frequency of current to emit. I admire anybody who comes to a foreign country to live. Then add on the capacity to do business in that country at the same time. Uh, It's a really impressive feat. They are an impressive team full of passion with their product and the market. I really enjoyed our conversation and the education that they gave me. I'm super excited to see how TCS and uh, TCMS, that's transcranial magnetic stimulation, two different kinds of stimulation, uh, will integrate with the virtual reality as these peripherals for VR and for the, the body, the sort of peripheralizing of the human becomes more and more common in the mental health market. So with that, I hope you enjoy our conversation and uh, here we go. So how's it going? How's your business going? Yeah, it's going um, 
on the on the good pace we think after Kickstarter and uh, especially that two days ago we started our production in China. Oh wow! So you're producing the big units. Uh, we're producing the first batch out in China. Yeah, cool. How many units are you planning to, to build out? We plan actually to build 300. Nice. It's not, not, not a big amount, but still. That's great. That's a great start. Mm -hmm. yeah, Thank awesome. you. Awesome. And you have one here? Yeah, we do. It's a prototype. Um, based mm -hmm. on that, we, we, pro we produce devices right now. Cool. So can yeah. I check it out? Absolutely. Or just take a look at it? Sure. And so it's got these, these are what emit the electrical signals into the brain? Yes. It also measures the, the brain activity. It uh -huh. understands the sleep cycles, uh -huh. and in the right cycle it applies the stimulation itself. So you wear this as what, an eye mask, or as a, on the forehead? Or? On the forehead. Uh, right. Cool. Wow, amazing. Mm -hmm. How did you guys come up with the, the concept? With the concept, yeah, uh, or with the idea in general, all of it, yeah, all of it. So yeah, it started all many time, many years ago, and actually Nikita, he's a lucid dreamer from his, I think, childhood. Oh wow! And since then, he wanted to, you know, find the way how other people can experience lucid dreaming because it seems it's a lot of struggle to lucid dream for other people. And what you try the different music stimulation like binaural beats and uh, light stimulation, LED light stimulation, and a lot of st stuff. And then we found out the paper in the like it's a it's a research scientific research in Natural Science magazine by German scientists that they tried uh, electric stimulation actually on the brain. So electric stimulation has been known for years, but they tried it for lucid dreaming. <laughs> And they realized that it, it actually some frequencies can be more efficient than others. So they published a paper about that, and that's how we started to work on this technology mm -hmm. as well. We also built the first prototypes, and we found out that it really helps. So we proved this idea, and this is how all the concept began. Amazing! And have you been? Um have you been correlating the lucid dream states with brainwave, mm -hmm. like EEG monitoring? And yes. Cool. And what are you finding? Are people entering, like, theta delta with, um, you know, alterations there, or? Mm -hmm. oh, we used a functional, a functional MRI machine wow. to Great. see the um, the frequencies of the of the. First lobe activity of activities of the first lobe, and we see the coloration correlation between uh, the state of higher consciousness in a waking uh, state and 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 people who are in a lucid dream currently. So we see this correlation, and that's also was very helpful for us to keep to building this product for building this product. Great, yeah. and what are you guys seeing as your first? Um, your first user base, who is mm -hmm. uh, who's like attracted to your product? Mm -hmm. We found out that there is actually a big market of people who already is interested in, in lucid dreams, and um, some of them already have uh, have experience, but some don't. And uh, we think of working actually with both of them and people who are not only in lucid dreaming but in personal development. Like enhancing their um, the power of their cognitive functions, 
and this is like a, a second market for us as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, yeah, after working with people, after Kickstarter campaign, we really realized that maybe people who are like in San Francisco, they are very, you know, very very market because they are somewhere from 25 to 40, and they're interested in cognitive enhancement, and they they're interested in such kind of products as well. They are both scientific guys and both, you know, a little esoteric, but they want to, you know, understand everything from a scientific part. So I think this is our customer mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. So that's why you moved here, was yeah. to get in touch with your market. We better. actually moved here and we realized that here okay. already. <laughs> Before that, we didn't really understand that. We thought maybe it's uh, just lucid dreamers, maybe just people who are interested in meditation, but no, we realized that people actually more into lucid dreaming. And of course, they are, you know, some, some sort of, they want to progress. And a lot of people don't, um, like, don't, don't use alcohol a lot, you know, mm-hmm. don't drink alcohol a lot, maybe at all. Mm-hmm. A lot of the lucid dreamers don't drink, you say? Yes. They, they don't drink. So that's not the Russian market. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh-huh. we had pre-orders uh-huh. in Russia, actually, yeah. You had what? We had pre-orders in Russia. Pre-orders? Yeah, we covered them yeah. cool. already. And uh, it's a big market in Russia, and people actually more into like, different courses. We have a lot of friends who have their own courses on lucid dreaming in Russia. They're it's actually, a very big community. They are actually opinion leader in a 100,000 people community in Russia of lucid wow. dreamers. More than a hundred thousand lucid dreaming yeah. people in that community. Yeah. Oh. And how did you come up with that number? <laughs> it's across the social media, mm. so it's uh, groups in a popular social network in Russia called VK. Mm. They have these public groups, and uh, we started with the concept of dream hackers, and it's a group of people who are trying to somehow achieve this lucidity in the dream. They used different lexics from terms all over here. Like here it all goes from Carlos Castaneda books, if you're familiar with that name. And in the other hand, in Russia, it all started from scratch. People started to try new techniques and uh, build massive community around that. It started actually before such social networks appeared as Facebook. It was all in forums, and people were it's, the country is very big, and people are very distributed all over the country. So they they met in forums, and they purely uh, experimented. They they did everything they can, and they they one for example got get the experience and the other try to replicate this experience and then they replicated it even in groups in, in group dreaming mm. so what kind of uh, electrical stimulation are you applying and like uh, what at what rates what rates of in hertz I'm assuming in yeah. it's very mild basically you cannot feel it and uh, we made specific te- specific technique to measure your skin conductiveness before every stimulation so you everyone is special and everyone has different skin so we just 
like based on the skin yes. moisture and other um, so we apply the stimulation according I mean it is mild but it has to be effective on you <laughs> and in terms of, in terms of Hertz it's uh, what do you use it's just in a delta range mm -hmm. so, uh, I mean gamma range. <laughs> so the gamma range is uh, our typical activity when we are highly, um, highly awakened, oh, focused. Uh, focused, yes. Mm -hmm. And when we apply that during the REM stage of sleep, it happens that you start to be focused on this point. And what else? our specific electrodes position activates your memory and currently we describe it to people who are not familiar with lucid dreaming as a memory activation device which help you to understand what matters the most in a dream by remembering it or if we give these people some content they can remember it in a dream and it starts to happen I don't know. Describe about the content. Yeah, about the content. We found out that lucid dreamers, they uh, have to, you know, be part of a lot of communities, or maybe one, because they need to get some source of inspiration and maybe share what they experience. So we want to build this in our mobile application. Uh, it's a sort of um, a little bit of a network in there, and it's a... Um, a little bit of very similar to what we have in um, applications for uh, for for meditation. Yeah, it's like categorized content. You can, for example, choose a trip somewhere, and it's a audio content. You listen to a story before you fall asleep, and mm. actually makes it easier for you to fall asleep. And then you try to focus on that, imagining that. And when you fall asleep and your memory got activated, you you can easier recall the story or maybe some parts of the story which affected you the most. It basically starts to be recalled by your brain itself. You don't really have to mm -hmm. do it. It just activates your memory and you start to grasp your plot of the dream mm -hmm. from the story you hear. We did testing and we uh, invited people to sleep in the yoga studio. And before that, we gave them virtual reality demo. For example, flying in jet, like piloting in jet. And uh, we found out that a lot of people, when they woke up, they, they told us that they had something familiar to flight, or maybe flying on a plane, or controlling some, some sort of machine. Even on a trans-tech conference, we had at least 30 people slept in the booth. Not all, all surgery yeah, at one time. Not all fall, <laughs> fall asleep, actually, because at the end of the day it was colder. <laughs> and they what? couldn't, it was cold at ah, the end of cold. the day, they couldn't fall asleep. But at the beginning it was great, like mm -hmm. a lot of people get the experience right on the conference. And they like to do it. I wasn't on the conference, by the way. <laughs> That's why I asked why, <laughs> why it was cold. Yeah. Sometimes we do lectures and events, and during the like it's we a whole like day of lectures, and during the day some people 
get devices and they just fall asleep in the separate room. <laughs> we tried this come back to actually lectures. in Russia, and here we did this only a couple of times with just uh, very close friends. And about lectures. What about lectures? Um, lectures with close friends. We did tests here mm -hmm. at least at least seven seven times mm -hmm. during the year, and uh, every time it was at least like thirty people. Mm. So where do you see this technology? Like the current, it sounds like your current market is Lucid Dreamers, and then potentially as a as a means for people to hack their consciousness for better memory or programmatic experiences that they'd like to manifest in their in their lives. Mm -hmm. And where do you see the technology going in one year in? two years, in five mm -hmm. years, in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I just want to begin it with the idea of why like, dream hackers are used to be like, lucid dreamers and why lucid dreaming is popular in the groups of people who are serious about that. Because a lot of our friends and uh, um, so we have the experience when the dream Inside, like the time inside of the dream is less longer and you can feel yourself during the one night you can feel yourself in a lot of different stories or in a lot of different actions and when you count it, it you just understand that it was like a week of experience or even a month and sometimes it's going longer and like we want to help people to prolong their lives during the sleep and it's just incredible that nobody really knows about this thing and uh, in our future like scientific approach we want to get into the state that we will describe that more and uh, make it more um, efficient yes. for anybody. This is, a, this is how we can actually approach people later, you know, with the concept of lucid dreaming, what else they can do. But in terms of like two, three years, um, it would be very great to see how this technology can help people to actually treat themselves. And we see the, um, a lot of like alternative health centers emerge. They actually try to prevent some sort of illness and disease, and we think this technology can really help not only to prevent it but also help. And the meditation market is going this way right now. Um, there was a con uh, not a conference; it was a panel this week, and it, w it was about the consciousness and mobile applications. And the guy from UCSF, uh, he's a neuroscientist, and he's working on actually he's working on making the meditation a part of, not call it alternative, yeah, like holistic approach, but it, he wants it to be actually the approach, yeah, like prescription. Right. Yeah. yeah. We think of this like maybe in five years. In 20 years, maybe people during their uh, flight on Mars or maybe staying on this planet, they can use their sleep for what matters the, the most at that point. Because, you know, flying, it's going to be a process, and 
what else you have you can do you can even save resources you know by falling asleep and spending time in your dream so in the next five years you see this technology so actually are there other um, similar technologies out there that you guys have mm-hmm. been keeping track of mm-hmm. um, there are a couple of successful Kickstarter campaigns about lucid dreaming. It's also devices to activate the lucid dreaming state. Um, what I didn't find there, um, it's a trying to constantly engage people and help with this technology. It's like just the device. And you just buy it and you do what you want. So we think it's uh, not very um, interesting for people just to have the device, try it maybe for a week or month, and then just to forget about it. Because lucid dreaming is a development at some some sort, so people want to achieve different goals in lucid dreaming, from entertainment to some sort of personal development, or maybe learning something or working on some project. And it's a process and we want to provide the content so even novice lucid dreamer or experienced lucid dreamer can find something there for himself, and he's not have to go. He doesn't have to go to any communities or to, on the internet, which actually make this process of studying even less attractive for mm-hmm. such people. So you'd like to make the whole process easier and to get people into the practice of lucid dreaming. Yeah. And the second point that we want to get it to people who are not in lucid dreaming at all. And we not even call it like lucid dreaming, we call it like conscious sleep. And uh, we want to help people with their productivity and uh, with like their own ideas they can build inside of the dream. And uh, we just want to provide them a platform for that. Mm-hmm. And what kind of... Um, so two more questions. Yeah. What's the technology behind it? What is it called? Like the the basic yeah, scientific technology, transcranial direct current stimulation mm-hmm. (TDCS), and uh, we use it uh, for this impact on the brain waves. Yeah, I'm gonna move this. Oh yeah, in, in terms of uh, the technology for lucid dreaming, yeah, no one even call this technology. This uh, the, me- the mechanical. The mechanical technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a transcranial direct current stimulation, mm-hmm. and it's used for different cognitive enhancement. Even it, the scientists tried it to do, and there is no actually a consumer product right now. Mm-hmm. There is there are some, but yeah, we will see if they can be effective in. Uh, and do you think this uh, a device like this will require some sort of approval from the FDA or some mm-hmm. something down the road? Uh, we checked it out, and um, the the range of stimulation doesn't reach to be the the medical device which should be applied by FDA. But the range of stimulation is um, like for wellness product. Mm-hmm. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and then the the other question I had, I forgot. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you can write on the email <laughs> anyway. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, but um, but I am curious what what your you know how what your plans are in the U.S. and like, you know, coming from Russia to start a company here, it's got to be interesting, right? <laughs> I mean, not only the the language, the market, <laughs> the culture, like, there's just so much that is so different. 
than the Russian culture. I actually did business with uh, Russian companies, mm -hmm. um, my last company, and you know I, I understood the culture. Um, I got to understand the culture a lot better, mm -hmm. uh, and just the, the big cultural differences are. I can say we really can't fit in neither Russian culture nor mm -hmm. American yet, mm -hmm. because we are very different from. I mean, we are some sort of biohackers. We don't really enjoy some culture, and. I don't feel like we have we want to be, mm -hmm. but yeah. In terms of startups, you have to pitch the investor, right? And it's a culture behind that, of course. And, and we have to do business, and it's a culture behind that, and we understand that. But as a personal, I don't really feel like I want to be some, you know, feed some culture. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like feed a Russian culture. Or I got you. Yeah. So you're counterculture. I can't really feel what's you know what's a general understanding of who isn't general American. Mm -hmm. I can't really see how I can fit in this concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just doing business in, in a foreign land can be, has its own set of challenges, right? We had to train inside of our dreams. Mm, okay, so you went into your dreams and trained to do business here. That makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Do you train to talk on English, train to pitch yeah. in English, train to work with audience, train mm -hmm. different uh, So how do, you, how do you program yourselves prior to, like, do you use a written script that you record in audio, or do you use, like, visuals and, and images or all of it? Different types of different, for different uh, tasks. Uh, if I want to just... Um, train some concept inside of the dream, I just say it to myself before I fall asleep, that's all. If I need some specific environment, I can even use a VR mm -hmm. or just... Tilt brush is the best. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with tilt brush you're creating an environment and then right before you go to sleep and living in it? It's not that basic, you need some sort of video better than just a tilt brush <laughs> and otherwise you will have your tilt brush inside of the dream and you can you can use it uh -huh. uh, in a different way of course uh, because you are not more stuck in the programming uh, side of application anyway i used to use just uh, sounds to create these environments like just uh, natural sounds or anything. So I just fall asleep using it and I'm already in. If I need to relax, I just use some rain sound and fall asleep and I'm in like tropical... Tell about the intention. Yeah. For example, when I want to do something specifically lucid dream, I set the intention beforehand, sometimes a week ahead of actually having a lucid dream because I don't really know what it can happen. And uh, I set this intention and I try to keep it in my mind during the days when it emerged in my mind. So, ah, uh, yeah, I want to do this. And when I, in a lucid dream, the first thing I do when I realize, yeah, okay, I'm in a lucid dream, the first thing I do, I recall my plan. I recall my intention. And that's how it starts to unwind in a dream. It's like beyond different... <laughs> Listen, the more stage. detailed you actually have this, like, yeah. what kind of environment is gonna be? What kind of people? Small details. It's like remember this Inception movie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They had a uh, they had a job 
for a guy to be a dream uh, architect. Mm -hmm. And he architected everything from the big details to very small details. Mm -hmm. The concept, the, 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 um, the content actually guides you a little bit towards your intention. It actually, the more uh, you focus on this intention, the more details you think on your head before you actually go to sleep, the better is the experience in a lucid dream. But we understand it's uh, kind of hard for a lot of people to do. Some, only some like lucid dreamers who are very into that can do this, but other people can, can, no, can't. So for them, it's better to listen to audio, to audio story and maybe through their imagination of the story, ima imagining some details, maybe some backgrounds, they can fall asleep and they're in their lucid dream. So what did you guys they program last night? <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> did you forget? No, Last I night I, I just I just I, I worked until I crashed. Okay. <laughs> Didn't program anything. Are you programming as well? Uh, not very often. Um, I so some sort of this period in my life. It's not about um, right now. I'm not into like thinking about what else I can do in a lucid dream. I'm just very into what I can do in a wakeful life. But I have to start to work on my lucid dreaming again. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So we, when we test this product, we, I mean, we do this, for example, during a, 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 a month, then we do rest, then we do it again. Mm. At least three nights, yeah. I already have the dream about specific environment. It's a, like, it's a small house mm. where I try a specific intention to... It's like a theater, basically. I'm trying to compose a specific storyline in which I will um, try my concept of some creation. <laughs> it's already. You actually you explain this very complicated. That. I don't even understand. Do you? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, it sounds I'm like you're them. in a house which, in yes. the dream world, represents yes. self and you're creating the story which you would like to see manifest. Yes, with specific people, I manifest the story to achieve it then in real life. But I do that not in some kind of city environment, but I just see one specific small house you go there to build all the, time the story to do this, here. Yeah? I'm, like, doing, I'm doing that, yes, sometimes yeah. I'm doing that. So you, so the intention that you set last night was to go back to this place and craft the story? Yes, it was not just like this, because I specifically put some storyline. My intention is to put a storyline and it creates a specific environment for me which I know and which I am comfortable with. And specific persons who are... People. Specific people who are telling this story like actors in the theater, mm -hmm. and I'm uh, actually you're an architect. I'm, not, I'm architect this, inside of the dream. Mm -hmm. I'm not associating with someone inside of the dream. I'm just being an architect. So you want them to to act as you want them to yes. act, so you can practice something what yes. you want to practice. I see. So you're setting the intention as the observer. Mm -hmm. trying to pull in the right characters for mm -hmm. manifesting your 
daily life. Mm-hmm. And it actually saves you a lot of energy because every time you are in a new place, you have to create this again and again. Mm-hmm. But when you come back to the one place that you already have created the place, you created some characters around, so you actually save your time and energy on doing this again and again over time. Yeah. I'm doing this like every year, I'm mm-hmm. using a new one, but so basically a it's a dream diary. Mm-hmm. Yeah for every day during the year. And so you, you type it out on your mobile phone when you, you go to sleep and then when you wake up you record what you saw? Yes. And do you do that with like an audio recording or are you doing it with um, writing it by, by uh, Usually I'm writing. Um, on your mobile? Yeah, mm-hmm. usually I'm just writing. For people we're thinking about actually at some point we can add the audio recording which will convert the audio story into the text. Mm-hmm. or what we else we want to do so they can actually put a couple of hashtags about what mm. they saw in a dream. That's way easier for them to to keep their dream diary. And then you can overlap who's having the same hashtags and the same nights. Yeah. That's cool. All over the regions or maybe countries or even worldwide. What we found out the best thing is that all people have their archetypes and in different cultures they have different archetypes but basically the dream 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 world is uh, (laughs) very specific for one culture it could be uh, just like you have inside of the dream you have specific buildings like university school public library public library your parents house your house yeah uh, some sort of forest, uh, yes, uh, the so forest. airport, unknown airport. By the way, a lot of people dream of dreaming about unknown airport, which is the city they don't know. Mayak. The lighthouse. Lighthouse, yeah. Not often, so but for some it's people. It's like yeah. you have like 15 places inside of your dream world, and that's all. <laughs> and you can travel through all of these places or maybe some favorite city yeah like sometimes people are traveling and they live in like two cities and they have uh, like shift of them you're referring to this uh, to one of the concept that actual dream hackers in Russia created it was based on that that people have archetypes and places they visit all over the period of you know the time of their dreaming and even people who don't actually see lucid dreams but they see their normal dreams they if they keep a diary for example for a, a, a couple a of months, months a month or a couple of months and they they will start to read it again and again they will find out they in a dream they are in a similar places all the time like favorite city how home maybe some yeah. some specific locations and they visit these locations all the time and what I liked in the you know the Yandex Yandex company it's a search engine like Google but for I Russia know it, yes. Yandex mm-hmm. they created Yandex created this map so it's in Russian actually you won't understand this if I even give you a link but this is a very interactive map it's uh, from just Russia yeah it's uh, just Russia and maybe uh, the the countries which are like Russian speaking countries so uh, they um, people when they wake up they search for um, something they what does it mean I saw wolves for example in, in my dream what does it mean so they created the the interaction map 
interactive map based on that, what people search in terms of dream and what this means. And for example, we were surprised what this top top one, two, three, four, five in different cities in Russia. And it actually corresponds to the environment of the city or maybe, you know, from the past. For example, in some parts of Russia people like see wolves more. In some part they see uh, this berry which is um, cranberry, you know, cranberry. So in some parts of Russia there are a lot of places people used to pick up cranberries but they're still dreaming about cranberries. I don't know why. They in a specific regions. That's all. So what you're saying is that the symbols in the dreams are geospatial. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. This is a very interesting project because it's how they have the search engine and based on that they can actually create this interactive interactive map. What's it called? Yeah. So Yandex. If I just like if I spoke Russian and I went to Yandex and I said you know dream dream map dream map and then it would come up. That's what we want to build <laughs> for the whole world. Um, they created it as a, I think, as a blog post, yeah, in on their mm. company. That's cool. Yeah, it's a big research, and very interesting for us mm. to to learn more about that. Mm. So, what uh, motivated you to build this device? Maybe you you can speak to me about your technical background and how you came to like lucid dreaming and then build this piece of hardware. It just came to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like be more down to earth. <laughs> a lot of people in California tells this story like uh, that I made the device which came to me in a dream. We really like that. Like people describe it about different things here. Okay, let's but stick to your technical background. <laughs> yeah, let's hear about your technical background. Yeah. Maybe you can. Okay. You until better. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> you studied in a technical university that, which is uh, like in Russia, equivalent for MIT. Uh, in a very major big city, there is a, a, a technical university. What's it called? Novosibirsk Technical. So you, you put a city and then technical university. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of like major cities have these technical universities. Um, and he studied there, and he had a friend, and that the project started just you know from two people, the f- best friend, and and, and his idea. Basically, to build this I was integrated into this uh, ecosystem of dream hackers, and we have tried a lot of techniques, like I told you, and uh, uh, at some point we started to engineering things, uh, just trying to get some sort of impact. Oh yeah, before that, before this product, you worked on a, a companies to build the hardware, uh, like Bitcoin wallets, and the hardware Bitcoin wallet, and actually you worked at, before this product, actually this product is a part of Smart House, which you worked on, and actually got the first prize on the Google Hackathon for the Smart House, and then he decided to do this um, only yeah, Google brought me into San Francisco, like they paid for tickets and for everything and uh, I found out that people here are thriving for that <laughs> they're just looking for this kind of technologies and we just made like 10 devices, uh, 10 first 
and uh, brought them to Germany to our first beta customers and we had we started to try it with real world we found out there is a lot of things to fix but uh, so we just came batch from batch and currently we are making this first mass production so what uh, is this going to retail for and how do people get one? We really... <laughs> we this is right now it's on Kickstarter. I mean, oh sorry, on Indiegogo. We, we were on Kickstarter and then we switched to Indiegogo in demand. Um, our idea is to try two different business models. First is the product plus a premium subscription for the apps. So some some content will be for free, some be for paid, and we also want to try the system where people can actually have the full experience by coming to the venue place, and on the venue place spend like two hours on sleeping with the product and train themselves to work on what they want. So that'll be like a facilitated dream experience mm -hmm. that you'll have like a coach there, mm -hmm. dream coach. So there yeah. are two types of our customers. First is that people who ask us constantly when I can buy the device mm -hmm. and they buy it for any price we said and the second is that we, <laughs> we don't do this actually <laughs> the second is just like, like we, have, we have just one price it's uh, currently it's 350 <laughs> at early bird mm -hmm. anyway uh, we really don't want people to just buy the device we want them to experience our dreams so we want to build this ecosystem a platform for Dreaming like Marina said, we want to try it in San Francisco. If we can expand this, that would be perfect. Yes. But uh, anyway, people from other other so parts of the world, they also want to have this. So we don't want to keep them from having the product. Yeah. Because we can't really sustain we everywhere in the world again, and then we'll figure it out somehow. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like your first 300 units are already spoken for. You already got them purchased, or yeah. 200. We, yes, and one congratulations. We Thank want you. to just make the experiences with them. Mm. Mm. That's exciting, and um, it sounds like you're you're thinking of like really doing some data analytics around mm -hmm. the the user base and their dream mm -hmm. experience, and, and getting really scientific around. Yeah. Uh, yes, we want to collect all every hour of sleep of every single customer, mm -hmm. <laughs> and also their uh, feedback and their hashtags about what they were dreaming about. Mm -hmm. And can this device potentially aid in helping people fall asleep? Yeah. At some point, we will be like um, we already put that like in a beta features, and our first customers tried that. And we sometimes put it during our trials in places. Mm -hmm. So it actually can help <laughs> if you are able to get that help. <laughs> Basically, uh, some people are struggling to fall asleep just because they can't relax. Mm -hmm. We can help them to put this brainwave, which is similar to meditation state. But so in different categories, we can do that because they already shift somehow from just usual brainwave activities and they are more uh, like 
not just light sleepers. They are not really sleeping. Like there is a lot of people right now who are not really sleeping at all. They just lay down through the whole night and they have a real big struggle with sleep. And for these people, they are currently <laughs> can't really do it's anything. It's because they because have like changes in their brain patterns mm -hmm, already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, actually they have to really work on that to change it back. Yes, but we we still yeah. can make some exercises for them and. Uh, uh, but it's so right just now we like want to focus on better just thing. lucid dreaming yes. and let's we'll see how it goes with this uh, relaxing thing relaxing stimulation so can you see this integrated with like a vr headset and like a wearable sleeping experience <laughs> we don't want people to sleep in vr <laughs> right but, but before that before falling asleep before falling asleep they can either use some like relaxational vr session there is a lot of companies who are doing like specifically for relaxation and some environments that can build this feeling of uh, smooth, uh, vibrant uh, feelings mm -hmm. and uh, we can use this with the device so it helps both in imagination and falling asleep. And with that we will call it a wrap. Uh, Nikita and Marina are fantastic uh, entrepreneurs. I really enjoyed our conversation. You can find out more about their product at luciding.com. And as always, check back here for another episode of Conscious Founders. Take care and stay healthy.